You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Back at it after a, uh, a great weekend. Yeah. We had our company Christmas party on Saturday night. That was fun. It was delightful. What else did you get up to, Sean? It was so nice here. Oh, it was awesome. Went to SantaCon during the day on Saturday uh, with about a hundred and something other Santas. <laughs> uh, so that was super fun. Um, and it's crazy because that happens all across North America. So it's like the same day and mm-hmm. a bunch of different cities do it. Um, but with the one here, I only went to the first two stops, but every stop, like more and more Santas show up. So it's hilarious because you're chatting with some people and... Great way to make all kinds of new friends. Met a ton of great new people. And then you, like, turn behind you, and all of a sudden, like, another 20 or 30 Santas have arrived, <laughs> right? So all throughout the day, just more and more come. It was great. Where did they end up? Uh, they ended... They ended up at a big Santa piss-up somewhere? Yes. There was an after party, and geez, I forget where it was now. But yeah, there were about five or six stops, and then an after party at the end, so... Fun. Yeah, it was good. Fun. And then uh, yesterday, just got outside. It was great. Yeah, did the same. Took the kids sledding. Went for a run in the morning. It was great. Kind of ran off the... The holiday cheer. Yeah. Made so some nice. monster snowmen. Nice. Yeah, lots of fun. Good, good. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about the uh, Shohei Otani signing, of course, which is the big news from the sports world over the weekend. Yeah. Where well, you can make a little money on the side. We're going to talk about serendipitous meetings that Shauna and I have both had. Romantic meetings. Ooh. And some small town news after your out of context clip. Oh, I, I just... This is just lo- oh, what then? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got some small town news for you, Beckler. All right, where did you find these ones? Uh, these are from a variety of different towns, actually, from Banff to Beaver Lodge. A couple that I've just noted, and actually one from the U.S. as well, a small town in the states. All real headlines. All real headlines, uh, and these are, of course, the headlines that are just a little bit softer and a little more mundane than the headlines we get in big cities, and that's why we like them. It's so refreshing instead yes. of hearing about like stabbing. And yeah. you hear about stuff that would never make the news here. Which Absolutely. Is great, which okay. Is great. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Our top story this evening: the bar has altered its hours. It is no longer closed on Mondays and will now offer up bar service until 9 p.m. The former town manager has gone to a different town. <laughs> Landon is retiring after 35 years of volunteer refing at the arena. This week's weather spotters training session has been canceled. (laughs) And the town manager is taking a leave of absence after getting a DUI. He was caught going the wrong way down the highway. Terry says, give him a break. He's had a few. We've all been there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. At the Christmas party this past weekend, Justin from X Middays and I got talking about the rare moments as dads when we get to be alone. 
Ah, those moments are just beautiful, Shauna. Like we both love our families very much, of course, of course and they're my favorites to spend time with them and stuff. But the the peaceful moments of solitude are also quite treasured. Mm-hmm. We agreed, though, there's a real distinction between being alone and being lonely. Totally. Being alone is wonderful. Being lonely is a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with older folks. Yeah. So we got talking about our grandparents and how, you know, my, my, all my grandparents are dead, but Same a, fine. Yeah. A, a quick phone call can like be the bright spot in the whole week for a grandparent, totally. right? Yep. Just like an out of the blue phone call mm-hmm. takes no time at all. And they're just, so I was laughing because I remember when my grandma was still alive when anytime I would call her and I still remember her phone number, um, it, she would answer the phone the same way. She answered like a like a little old lady. It was always hello, and then I'd say hello. I'd say Nan, it's Andrew, and she oh well well <laughs> Andrew, I should, isn't this wonderful? Like huh? she was beside herself, excited that I had called. That right? is amazing. Yeah. So I mean, if you have a grandparent that's kicking around, or even you know a lonely older person Aunts, in your life, uncle, yep, yep, totally. A ten minute phone call can like be the difference maker in their entire week. Yes. I was actually just chatting with my aunt Shirley, uh, and it's the same thing, right? It's just a bright spot in her day because she was just hanging out, not doing too much. And she hears from somebody she doesn't get to hear from that often. Yeah, yeah it, it, it does. It truly makes the day, if not a week. So like Justin said he was one of 14 grandchildren Holy and we figured, hell. okay, so you have a little schedule. Yeah. If, everyone calls grandma, grandpa once a week, right? Yep. So you're, this is your week. And then, you know, you get a you get a nice little rotation going there, right? Totally, yeah. So as long as one person is calling, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get that. I've never answered the phone like that for anyone. You know, I, I just this is just. And Shauna podcast was watching the movie Serendipity on the weekend. That's an old one. Anyway, uh, it got me thinking, have you ever gone out of your way to try and find somebody, Beckler? They're romantically? Are, romantically. There are so many of these movies, right, where you meet somebody and then it's like the whole movie is spent kind of trying to find them again or like you're trying to go and search after them. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if you've ever been in a scenario like that where you have maybe met somebody out and then you've thought about them and are like, I, I want to try and find that person again. Yeah, I have a pretty good story about this. Oh, interesting. Um, my first radio job when I worked up in northern BC, I was out with some friends one night. We were at a bar and I met this girl and she and I kind of hit it off and we hung out together for the rest of the night. And then her friend had to go in a hurry and just like whisked her away before I could get her last name or her phone number or anything. All I knew was her first name and where she worked. That was it. Okay. So this was right before Christmas. And I went home, saw my relatives and everything. And they're like, oh, you know, any girls? And I said, well, I met a nice girl at the bar, but I I lost her. You know, she's gone. And I think it was my aunt who was like, well, why don't you mention it on your radio show? Oh, Like, it wasn't a real big community that I was working in. And they're like, she's like, someone will know her. Yeah. It's like, oh, do I want to do that? So I went back and I went on the air and I just said, I met this girl. And, you know, we we had a great time. This is her first name. This is where she works. If anyone knows her, I'd love to get in touch if she wants to, you know? Yeah. Uh, and a few weeks later, I got an email from her. Her aunt had been listening. That's hilarious. Yeah, and her aunt said she almost drove off the road because she was like, oh my God, I know this girl. <sighs> this is my niece. So then we dated for a bit and... Obviously, That's yeah, fun. We're obviously not together anymore, no. but uh, it was fun while it, was, while it lasted and it was kind of a cool 
uh, story of how we got into contact. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Kind of like so, your own real life missed connection that you did on the radio there. Yes. So maybe slightly abusing the, the platform for my own personal gain. But I don't think so. You don't think so? No. No. No, I think that's good. I was also the subject of a misconnection one time. Oh. I was reading through a misconnection. I was like, I think this is me. Holy it crap. was someone I had talked to again at a bar, but I didn't really. You weren't interested. No, I didn't feel a connection with her, so I didn't reach out. Then you let but, it go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the only time that ever happened for me is I met a guy and it was the same thing out one night at the bar and then he kind of left really quickly and I knew where he worked and it was a gym that I was thinking about checking out anyway. So I was like, maybe I'll just go to that gym and see if he happens to be around. Mm -hmm. And sure as hell, he was the receptionist. So ah. I saw him right off the bat. Did he remember you? Yeah. And we got chatting and then we went out for a drink, but he was the one who then sold the drugs out of his pencil case in his car while we were on our first date. On the date. Okay. So it, I mean. So that one didn't work out quite as well for you. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, he remembered me and he was down for the date, like date. And then he was selling drugs out of a pencil case. So <laughs> he didn't mention that when you guys first. He didn't know. And I, if he did, I probably wouldn't have gone to the gym to try and find him. Like, so, so what do you do? Well, I work at a gym. And sell drugs out of pencil <laughs> cases. So sometimes on dates. Yep. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Money is super tight for lots of people right now. Yeah. Uh, we actually just had a story in the news this morning about how Calgary has the highest poverty line in Canada now. Yes, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, this is a good idea to make a little money on the side. Okay. Everyone's looking for a side hustle, mm -hmm. find money here and there. Yeah. So this is, a, if you meet the criteria, this might be for you. This showed up on the subreddit of my hometown of Saskatoon. It was a sign taped to a streetlight there uh, offering clean piss. So oh. the sign says HH Clean Urine. I don't know what the HH is. Is that that's the name of the company? A uh, hundred bucks for four ounces of clean piss. Okay. So if you got to pass a drug, drug test, test or something, yeah, yep, you can. Um, wow. Clean piss. Never thought about clean pissing for people, but <laughs> that's not <laughs> a bad idea. If you meet the criteria, your piss has to be clean, yeah. right? So if my if, piss is clean, so well, that's good, Shauna. Right? Maybe I should you sell in, it. Get into the piss business. Hundred hundred bucks for how much? Uh, four ounces. That's not very much. No, that's not very much at all. It's like four shot glasses. Okay. That's very strange. Like so how do you... one good piss could make you quite a bit of money. You totally. Like, I wonder how many people would would actually Somewhere buy my where, piss. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to know the answer to that question. Brian. I don't know if I Some do either. But on the other hand, left. back where money is tight and that is not very much piss to sell. So <laughs> like, like I it... could go right now because I do have to go and then just sell it would it would it change your mind if it was a lot of piss that you had to sell like is the, is the volume i don't think thing? so i i, I mean because again you, you have to do it every day i okay i piss several a vague, times a day i have a vague memory here did we not talk about a business that existed way back when like where it was used for something it was used in yeah. not fertilizer i forget what it was yeah but like, we did and i don't there remember. was a job like where someone, it was their job to, to like collect it from public toilets. Oh, that's going to bother me. What yeah, was it Yeah, we talked again? about this, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was well, used for something. Piss is good for something. This is a more uh, this entrepreneurial is mm -hmm. way to do it. Oh, it's because uh, urea, the chemical urea is used in some industrial process, right? Right. And now they have synthetic versions of it, so they don't have to rely on Yeah, right. lurking around. But piss is good for lots of things, apparently, so... <laughs> Okay, yeah. if if anybody right now wants my piss, I'm, I have I to go. Like, so. There's got to be broadcast standards got, laws you're breaking right now where here. you're advertising 
your own clean. Look, I, look at how much this is a liter full. Like <laughs> one and a half liters oh, of best fruit. Drink up, Shauna. Oh, okay, here we go. The and Shauna podcast. Friend of mine, uh, I wish he would come on the show and tell this story, but he's too shy, doesn't like public speaking, so he's refused. Has the funniest story ever about trying to pass a piss test. He... He he went to the he went to the st- he knew he had this piss test coming up so he went to the head shop oh, and he's like I need a bit of help uh, I got a drug test today and she's like when's the last time you smoked and he's like I haven't not smoked in years <laughs> and she's like oh my come with me and took him into a back room where they had like fake wieners and stuff oh my god because some of these piss tests someone will watch you to make yep. sure that you're not using someone else's piss that you True. didn't buy clean piss from someone like yourself Sean yeah clean pisser over here. So- <laughs> So he ended up buying this like Tetra Pak thing that you crack and then it like warms up so it has the temperature of real piss. And he had to like hold the tube next to his wiener while someone was watching. Oh my god! Um, and it worked, and he passed. He passed the drug test. Unbelievable. But then he said he later failed another one because he, they didn't watch him pee. They just they. They took his pee and put it into a machine that he described as a Willy Wonka-esque machine. Dum, 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 or a Dr. Seuss machine, yeah. Right, yeah. Dunk, 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 and, <laughs> yeah. So he failed that one, but I really wish he would come on and tell oh, that story because he tells it way better than I do. Just phenomenal. Yeah, but there's a business out there. Yep. There's a market for there you go. clean piss. Um, few shout-outs, Shauna. Yeah, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Phil if I could. I saw him at Leo's on the weekend. Okay. And he's a big fan of the show, and him and his buddies were out having a, having some Christmas cheer. And then Chris, who was out for SantaCon, and uh, I, I've met him before. It was a long, long time ago, though, but wanted to give him a shout out, too. I wonder if that's the Phil that I met. There's a friend of the show, Phil, who I've met before. I wonder if it's the same guy, or if we've got a bunch of Phils listening. Got a few Phils. And we've got Phils. And we have Phils. Also, want to give a shout out to. Uh, just this account on, on Apple, MJP00, who left us a review. Oh, sweet. First Apple podcast review in almost a year. Wow, yeah, it's been a while. Said, I haven't missed an episode in years. It's my go-to podcast after smoking one or two. Amazing. No offense, guys. LOL. None taken. Nope, that's great. None taken. Although this person definitely don't buy piss off them. No, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you can piss? No. <laughs> Sure can in a Shane Holmes home. I went for a run on Friday and I ran along the Elbow River back behind the Saddle Dome, the bottom of uh, Scotsman's Hill there. Yep. And I didn't realize this, but there's a, a green space back there with a few indigenous pavilions and it's sponsored by Shane Holmes. Oh, sweet. The green space. It's amazing when you start looking around the city and seeing how much money this company has pumped back into the community over the years. You know, like I run past that pavilion, I yep. take my kids to the Shane Holmes YMCA. Brigham's soccer team has Shane Holmes on the front of their jersey because they're the sponsor. Like, they really do. We they just do a ton for the community. They really do. Absolutely. We just yeah. talked about the million-dollar donation the Cal Wenzel Family Foundation made to Stars Air Ambulance. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, they're... they're, they're what's the word I'm looking for? Their influence is all over this. Yes. Fa- philanthropic. Philanthropic influence. Philanthropic. Yeah, here we go. Is all over the place here, and it's very cool. It's the kind of company you want to support. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, of course, the big sports news of the weekend. Shohei Otani went to the Dodgers. Oh, boy. As uh, we expected, or sorry, I thought everybody expected. Um, it is crazy how many Jays fans, however, actually, I think, believed that he might actually go to the Jays. 
My dad said he's uh, listening to Toronto Sports Talk Radio this morning, and uh, he said they're devastated. Like, they're just devastated. How delusional. <laughs> Do you have to? I'm a Jays fan. Of course, the novelty of the idea that they were even in the discussion was kind of exciting, uh, for sure. However, I never thought he was going to the Blue Jays. Like you got to be kidding me. He's there's no way he's coming to the, the Jays. You did say that last week, yeah. yeah like, Especially at the final price, ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Holy. It's the biggest bananas. sports contract I think in history that we know of. There might be some soccer contracts, which details aren't public yeah that are bigger but that's the biggest one in north america it's unbelievable holy crap yeah yeah 700 million dollars yeah even that number is unfathomable i was watching a short youtube documentary on the weekend before this the deal was announced that it was talking about why he is worth 700 million dollars to a team they said wow because you and i had talked last week about um you know how much merch a team is going to sell but something that i had really overlooked is what it means in japan Oh, interesting. Because he's the biggest thing in Japan, I guess. Yep. Like he is just massive and whatever team he lands he landed on, that was going to be like the new Right. The new team that everyone in Japan cheered for. So I didn't realize this about Shohei's time with the Angels, but I guess like the broadcast rights for the Angels games were worth a lot. And to the point that wherever he was playing, the ballparks would sell ads in Japanese like in the background. And I, I had never, so this, this documentary showed all these clips and I never realized that before, but yeah, there are ads in Japanese when he's pitching Interesting, because so many Japanese people are watching more Japanese people watch his games than Americans do. Cause we saw him live in LA uh, last year and I yeah. don't remember seeing that, but of course those are the ones probably that were on the screen too, but that's uh yeah, I yeah. never would have thought of that. It makes perfect sense. This is even crazier though. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was, there's a Japanese broadcast that would just have the camera on him. <laughs> Whether he was on the field or not. So there would be, you could tune in in Japan and just watch Shohei in the dugout while there's a baseball game going on. That is amazing. Yeah. Just a full live feed of him. Like to follow him in the bathroom and stuff too. He's just pooping. sitting there. Yeah. Like you could wow. see a little bit of action kind of in the, in the distance going on, but the camera was on him. That's crazy. That's how popular he is there. So I can't imagine. Yeah. Like the money that's going to come from the Japanese TV deals, the merch that will be sold over there. Yeah. Not to mention, like in the United States as well, like they will make that seven hundred million dollars back and then some. Because it's, it's a, insane to think seven hundred million. Even saying that I number know. out loud, I know. I'm like, we're we talking monopoly money here. It doesn't even seem real anymore. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. That sound means a spicy conspiracy is coming your way. A Monday morning conspiracy. On Conspiracy Corner. This one has to do with the Shohei Otani signing on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, The largest sports contract in North American history, maybe in world history. Ten years, $700 million for the baseball phenom. Absolutely insane. So if you'll remember to the end of the last week, and uh, I stumbled across this theory just in a a baseball forum on the weekend. Um, The sports world was anxiously awaiting where Otani was going to sign. Yeah. And a lot of Jays fans thought he was maybe coming to Toronto. I don't um, know who actually thought that. I mean, you're delirious. Uh, but okay, anyway. Um, yeah. Because one of the the hints that pointed at Otani coming to Toronto was this private jet mm. that was flying from Anaheim to Toronto. Yes. And a lot of people thought maybe Shohei was on this jet because they had they tracked this particular plane. I guess he had flown on it once before. It had been in some of the cities that... Shohei had visited recently. Some crazy person tracked yeah. it. Yeah. So he's on his way to Toronto to announce his signing with the Jays. When, excuse me. When the plane lands, turns out the person on the flight 
uh, wasn't Shohei. It was Dragon's Den businessman Robert Herjavec. <laughs> to the disappointment of Jays fans. Yeah. And, much, uh, m- much less exciting than Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> Robert tells the story pretty funny. He says that when the plane landed, border security came on and they said, where is he? And he said, who? Oh and they said, Shohei Otani. He's like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> he had missed all this, I guess. Wow. Um, here's where it gets kind of interesting, where, where this theory kind of takes off. The account that tweeted out this flight information and got Jays fans all excited at the end of last week hadn't tweeted in like 10 years. Mm. So this account becomes active again all of a sudden to tweet about this one flight and sends super Blue weird. Jays fans into a frenzy. Yep. Otani is represented by a talent agency called CAA. Yeah. I forget what it stands for. Uh, Creative Artists Agency. So they represent, you know, athletes, actors, speakers, musicians, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that's who Otani's agent works for. You know who else CAA represents? Robert Herjavec. Oh, wow. So the theory goes, did the agency orchestrate this whole private jet thing themselves interesting just to build hype to try to make the dodgers even believe that no otani is gonna sign with toronto look at all the hype look at all the excitement should probably throw more money at him i don't know some interesting connections there some unusual coincidences that is very and also maybe to bring you know herdvik back into the fold for people too it's good for him yeah well he even played it so so well he's like you know i'm i'm great at negotiating but i'm not negotiating this deal you right know? So now he his gets, name yeah. is in the news too so it so works on both levels benefits two of their clients it does maybe gets them both more money Two gets two burns stoned at once okay? as ricky would say as ricky yes. would say so so i like that i mean when you're talking about nearly a billion dollars with yeah, this contract so much money i would believe that all interested parties would pull out every trick they could totally to try to get the best value <sighs> spicy on the plausibility scale shauna yeah how many patrick ewings out of 10 do you give this one i'm i'm gonna get like 15 16 patrick ewings yep nice yep yeah this was a fun one spicy lots of fun yep the beckler and shauna podcast so we were talking about bad christmas songs last week beckler mm-hmm. um have you heard Bon Jovi's Backdoor Santa? <laughs> I don't think I have, but uh, that's oh. quite a title. Well, first <laughs> off, let's just... So I, I heard this briefly, and everything about it is awful. Uh, the song kicks off with about 45 seconds of straight guitar, and it's... This. Okay, so this is how it begins, all right, just to gear you up. And then it jumps into Bon Jovi here. I know you hate 80s music. Is this the sound that you hate, Shauna? I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, not to mention, though, even if I was a fan... His voice sounds really strained in this as well. It almost sounds like he's been on a bit of a bender for the last little while as he's trying to sing this. Like, just jump ahead here a little more. Like, there's just times where you're just like, are you, is what happened before you recorded this song, Bond? Like, 
It doesn't sound like his best work, that's for sure. He's probably not bringing his best to the Christmas song, I right? suppose. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, I'll have a few extra whiskey. doesn't matter. You know what, though? At least he had the courtesy of not showing up to the recording drunk like um, Bruce Springsteen did with Santa Claus is Coming to Town, where Fair. he sounds just liquored the whole time, that right? That is true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Instead, he just, yeah, he's he's fine. He's sobered up for it. Just a little rough the night before. Uh, and then right at the end here, we just have this for <laughs> That is a stinker, Shauna. <laughs> that is a real stinker. I'm like, there's not much good. I'm sorry, Bond. There's not much good I can say about this. And Shauna podcast. We've been getting sent quite a few literal business names. Yes, yes. These are the ones that I mean. There's, there's no beating around the bush. You read the name, you're like, that's what these people do. That's what they do. We have our recurring segment, the Fortune 500, yes. which are local businesses with great puns in their names. But mm-hmm. I think we've hit. Most of them at this point, right? Pretty much, yeah. Hundreds of them. We have. Acknowledge them. Yeah. So now we've shifted our focus to the literal business names. Yes. Which just uh, tells you exactly what they do, right? Kind of the opposite, yeah. Kind of the opposite, Mm. that's right. Yeah. Um, So this one is from from friend of the show, Dallas. Uh, There's a business called Parts for Trucks. We know what they do. We know, and and perfect for search engine optimization, too, right? You search, I need parts for my truck. Oh, parts for trucks. Parts for trucks. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Parts for trucks. Yeah. Got a truck? Need parts? Parts for trucks. Good afternoon, parts for trucks. Hi, I'm looking for the front stabilizer for an 08 Ram 1500. Is that a truck? Of course it is. Then you've come to the right place. Parts for trucks. We sell parts for your truck. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. That's really stupid, but we were talking about how Reader's Digest Canada is ending its publication. It's no longer going to be a thing, which of course means grandma's bathroom will never be the same. The Digest, always the staple of bathroom reading. Bathrooms were keeping that that thing going, I think. I think so. But then it got me thinking, and I was like, what would the goat of bathroom reading be? Because Reader's Digest was in there, but I had different people who had different things in the bathrooms. And I remember other stuff that would be in the bathroom as well. This was, of course, prior to cell phones, because now everybody just sits on their phone. But before that... Jeez, I can't even really think of anything other than Reader's Digest. You only that, had Reader's Digest that, the bathroom. I mean, if you if I just think about the bathrooms that had like a little magazine rack, yeah, it would be Reader's Digest. I'm trying to think of what would rival that. Interesting. Okay. Growing up, my mom had a subscription to Oprah's magazine, O Magazine. Oh, yeah. So that was in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Different photo of Oprah on the cover every of month. Every one. <laughs> yes, that was, that was a big one, too. Uh, the Guinness Book of World Records... Was okay. a big one. I saw a lot of people who used to have the Guinness Book of World Records for some for some Jeez, reason. Jeez, that's a big book to be reading on the can. Yeah, that's uh, a large book. Although the ones like the ones that I envisioned, they're like they're not that big. The big but, hard like well, they came in a big hardcover form. Yeah, and then they came in like a thick paperback form. Yeah, none of them were small. No, nope. Unless the they had a condensed version. Yeah, like the dictionary. I'm serious. I've seen the dictionary in bathrooms as well before, which huh. then I'm like, that's, I, I guess, educational, I suppose. Yes. I always appreciate it. My one friend used to have Sudoku in there. Bit weird, though, that's- because then you're going in and playing Sudoku, um, but they would have the pen in the Sudoku book, and it was just like, in case you feel like doing a puzzle. So I was like, that's pretty funny. Yep. You just, that's a poop pen. That's a problem, right? <laughs> When I was like, that I was like, not uh, leaving the bathroom, is it? No, that that better stay in the bathroom from that point forward. Are there any catalogs? Oh, like did anybody ever keep their Sears catalog in yes, there? Yes, actually, I think like even just 
Sometimes I think people just put random, yeah, whatever magazine you got in the mail. So like Staples catalogs, even <laughs> that kind of thing. You go through whatever catalog is just tossed in your your mailbox. For kids, it would be Archie. Yes. I remember. Because that size works so well. Yep, totally. And that was another one that I thought of too. Mm-hmm. Archie. I had my friends who were uh, in their college bro house. Uh, they had Archie in the bathroom all the time. So that one makes sense too. Yeah. But I guess that, or just a newspaper. You swapping it out every day or are you reading old news? Mm, swapping it out, I guess, or you're reading old... I'm not sure. That's a good question. But the newspaper is one that you could see in there too, the occasional one. Uh, we got a few texts here. Farmer, The Farmer's Almanac. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good one. That's um, a stable. Popular Mechanics. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, which was written specifically for that purpose. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm shocked there's an entire genre in the in the bookstore for bathroom reading, you know, just because it is an important thing and people would like they read. What about the shampoo bottle? Where shampoo do you put bottle, that yeah. there? That's pretty high. Pretty high up there. That could be the goat. All of these fall under the same umbrella of like I'm probably not going to seek it out. Yes. But if it's there, I'll flip through it. And that's I'll it. I'll thumb through it and have a little read. It's kind of the mediocre reading, right? Yeah. Or the meeting that the, the reading that's good for a quick couple pages and that's it. For flipping, yeah, for the the whole You're not too committed. You're not too and, invested. Yeah. Unless you got real sick bum, then you need something else. So. Yep. Then you need a movie in there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? I'm going to play you three clips, Shauna, of songs. Okay. I want you to see if you can tell what these three songs have in common. Okay. Mm-hmm. First one, heavily sampled dance track from the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here's another one. Listen to this. See that song? Yep. And finally, this one. We're getting short a lot of love. That's part of it. Yeah. All three songs are called Show Me Love. Mm hmm. And they. Sorry. And go ahead. I was going to say, do they all have the same beat, too? They are all by artists named Robin. Oh, that's weird. First one is Robin S. Second one was the Swedish pop singer Robin. Yeah. And the last one was a German by the German producer Robin Schultz. Okay. So I think at this point, we probably can't have any more songs called Show Me Love by Robin. Okay. If your Good name is Robin. No more Show Me Love. Just name your song something else. Because we've got three already. Yep. Three Show Me Loves by Robin. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, I was learning that, this is strange, but tiny frogs sometimes room with tarantulas. So it's weird, but they will actually share their burrows together sometimes. And this has been noted in Peru, but there's a ton of different tiny frog species, and they tend to try and room with different spiders. And it's almost like the spider will be used as a bit of a security guard for the tiny frogs. Because some some spiders will actually try and eat those frogs. I was going to say, but, wouldn't they be prey? Uh, for some, but other spiders like don't have the palate for that type of frog. And so if that frog can then get in and kind of sneak into the spider's burrow, it will because it's kind of a protector for it. Oh. And mutually, they think there might be some benefit for the spiders as well because some of those frogs can eat tiny little parasites that the frogs or the spiders actually can't eat. So they were thinking that it actually might be a mutual relationship, which is why you will sometimes see in the same burrow or the same little commune as they like to see, they'll have the little tiny frogs and tarantulas or big spiders. All so the frog out. keeps the place clean, free yep. from parasites. Yep. And, and then, the tarantula protects the little frog. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they have a little relationship that goes on there. The, li- the little frog is like a, like your yappy friend who only talks tough because they have a much bigger friend around. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> you yep. can talk tough because I'm just envisioning tiny frogs on top of a tarantula's back now though, going for a little ride. Like you protect me. Let's go. Like a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bodyguard. Yes. Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. The bodyguard. The, but the, the frog but the bodyguard. The frog version. Yes. Let's, let's make an animated version of that show. Could the we do that? The frog bodyguard. Froggyguard. Croaking out. Froggy-gar. I will always love you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.